Wow, that is amazing. I've never had walk-on music in my life before. Thank you so much, band. Can we give it up for them as they make their way off stage? <laughs> uh, I'm going to make that a mandatory thing from now on. I think that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I always think I've got a lot of energy and then there's a youth pastor around. It's just, you know, I can't seem to win. Hey, City Youth had a, an amazing summer fest here last night, a Friday night, and Lest, I believe it was awesome despite the mammoth downpour of rain. Incredible night. Uh, if you have a teenager in high school, the best thing for you to do is get them to City Youth on a Friday night. It's absolutely brilliant. Les Steves and the team are doing an incredible uh, job here at City Youth. And so, a very warm welcome to every single one of you this morning. Uh, from my side, if you're joining us for the baptisms, welcome. Sit back, relax, and enjoy yourselves. It's awesome to have you here in the room. And how absolutely incredible that we're able to be here together in the room. Um, our apologies, we're on generator again today. And uh, there's an outage in the area after the storm. And so I hope you're okay. Is it all right? Are we going to be able to make our way through? Yeah. Okay, awesome. That's good. That's very good. I, I was thinking about Vision Sunday. I just love Vision Sunday. For me, it's one of the massive highlights of the year as we get to hear what is God saying to us as a church uh, for the year that lies ahead. And last Vision Sunday, February 2021, uh, it was a very different situation to this. Uh, there were probably about 10 of us in the room, and we had a set, and, a, and we were talking to camera to you in your homes, and uh, nonetheless amazing, but I don't know about you, but this is, there's nothing quite like this, amen? Being here, I shouldn't be saying this, we've got people on the stream. Hello, people on the stream. Uh, hey, we love you. Give the people on the stream a huge hand this morning. <laughs> this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. I am 100% committed to building church in the room, and I am 100% committed to building church online at the same time. Amen. There's not one that's more important than the other. There are people to be reached all over the place, and believe it or not, there are people to be reached in the metaverse and online and all of that, and we're going to reach anybody that we can with the good news of Jesus. Can I get an amen for that this morning? Amen. We love having you with us online and do enjoy our Vision Sunday with us that way. But here we are, and if you've been around for any length of time, uh, you may know that what we do on an annual basis, this will be year three that we're doing it, is really take a moment to pray, and I get the elders together, and we pray, and we ask God uh, for a prophetic sense of direction for the year that lies ahead of us. And so it's not asking God for a new vision for the church, okay? Because we've got a vision for the church and that stays the same. So we're not trying to ask God for a new vision for the church. We're asking God for a prophetic sense of direction for the year that lies ahead of us. Does that make sense to you this morning? And so the third year that we're doing it, uh, if you've been around with us the past few years, is uh, you'll know that it's been absolutely awesome to do. So year one, we prayed into it. It was 2019, and we were praying into 2020, and God gave us uh, the prophetic direction for that year, 2020, uh, to be hope bringers. Who remembers hope bringers? Uh, we got this phrase to be uh, hope bringers to Joburg and hope bringers to South Africa and hope bringers to all of humanity. Uh, we were very excited about that and we went into that year 2020 full of faith. And many of you remember that year. And then what happened is March hit and COVID hit and everything got thrown up in the air and we were like, wow, what is going on right now? 
And so we had to go into uncharted territory uh, in, in 2020 to say, well, we still believe Jesus is building his church. We still believe that we get to be a part of that. And we were able just to be creative and think of new ways of reaching everybody uh, in new and exciting and creative ways. Now, how many of you know that if ever there was a year where Joburg and South Africa and all of humanity were needed the hope of Jesus Christ, it was 2020. Amen. And so it was just incredible to see that unfold. And we had our ideas of how we were going to be hope bringers in 2020. Uh, you know, one of the examples is we, we wanted to take a mission trip to Thailand, which I still believe we're going to do in Jesus' name one of these days, um, to reach humanity. We were able to reach corners of the earth that we would never be able to have physically set foot on through uh, the beauty of online. And that is how God used it in that year to say, the world needs hope and you're able to speak my hope in new ways. And so what a year it was, 2020. And then we got to the end of 2020 and we prayed again and we said, God, what is it that you want to do this year? What is the theme you want to take us on this year? And we heard God gently whispering to us, saying, I'm not done with hope. I'm not done with hope. And so we got this phrase to speak into, you know, um, in the Lord's Prayer, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And we spoke about becoming a reflectors of the hope of heaven and being a house of hope here on earth. And that's how we went into 2021. And we want to reflect the hope of heaven, Jesus himself, and be a house of hope, a house of Jesus here on earth. And we went into the year, uh, an awesome new year, declaring that. And as that year unfolded and as that year moved on, um, we started to sense that God was saying to us something very special. God was saying that this hope, this idea of hope, is not just a phrase, it's not just a sense of a prophetic direction only, but actually hope is part of the fabric of who you are as a church. And so it was an incredible year, and in October, the 3rd of October last year, uh, we got ourselves to the place of actually changing our name. That's how much we believed it. Uh, and we became City Hope Church in October last year. How many of you were here that Sunday, the 3rd of October? Great. A lot of us were in the room that day. We prayed in new elders that day, which was an awesome moment. Um, and so a lot of you have heard all of this before. So sorry if I'm repeating a lot of what you know. Uh, but that's kind of been the story and the journey of what we do with this uh, prayer of asking God to direct us. And how incredible it is to see God at work within that every year. So here comes year three, right? And uh, it's time to pray again. Now we've got more elders, and so it's awesome. So we get more elders together, uh, and we're praying into 2020. Come on now. Say it with some excitement. 2020? <laughs> yeah. It's, hey, what a good year it's been so far. Amen. Amen. Who feels that this has been good so far this year? There's just something beautiful going on. I sense the Holy Spirit at work amongst us in a very special way. So hold on to your seats. It's going to be a good one. And so here we are, we pray and we ask God, give us a sense for this year, God. As we hold on to the vision, we know what the vision is as a church, but give us a direction of where you want to lead us in 2022. And so all of you are sitting there literally just waiting for me to say what it is. <laughs> I'm going to make you hold on a little bit. I'll get there, I promise. We get in, that's what we get into. I'm giving you a little bit of a roadmap to where we're going. Is that good? You're going to stay with me for a while. We're also baptizing people just now. How awesome is that? So we're going to get to baptize people. That's coming up in a moment. 
And so what I want to do this morning is I'm going to let you know, and all of this is going to start making sense as we get into this theme, uh, where we believe God is leading us this year. But I want to just take a moment uh, just to go back to the vision statement of our church. I really just want to touch on that, make sure we're on the same page as to what we mean when we speak about this uh, vision statement of ours. And so on the screen, you'll see it. Our vision statement as City Hope Church says, we are passionate about helping people find, carry, and bring the hope of Jesus Christ. Everybody say, find, carry, and bring. Yes, we are passionate about helping people find, carry, and bring the hope of Jesus Christ. And so that doesn't change. That is who we are. That is the vision of this church. That is what we're all about. And you know, when we say that we're passionate about that, it means that that is what we exist for. That is what we live. That is what we breathe. That is what we want every single person who considers this their church home to also be passionate about in your own life, about being passionate about helping people find, carry, and bring the hope of Jesus Christ. That's what we mean when we say we're passionate. And now just to quickly look at these three words, because that is a little bit of an adjustment that we made. The find, carry, and bring. The first word, find. What do we mean when we say find the hope of Jesus Christ? Well, this speaks straight into evangelism, okay? In other words, we are passionate about people getting saved. We're passionate about salvation, amen? We want every single person to know Jesus, to find him, to be saved by his grace. And so what we're talking about there is the saved step. We have steps that we take here, and that is what we're talking about, helping people find salvation. Is that good? Second one, carry. What do we mean by carry? We really mean discipleship. In other words, we're passionate about helping people who've now taken the step of salvation on their faith journey. We're passionate about helping them move forward in their faith with Jesus. We're passionate about helping see them grow in their journey with Jesus. In other words, it's discipleship. We're passionate about that. And that's, uh, that, that speaks to a lot of our steps here at City. It speaks to the added step, getting added into the church, the built step, helping you get built up in your faith, the filled step, we want to see people filled with the Holy Spirit on their journey, the purpose step, discovering their God-given unique purpose. And so that is the carry part of our vision statement. The last uh, word in there that I want to just touch on is bring. We're passionate about helping people bring the hope of Jesus Christ. And what does that do? It completes the circle all the way back to the saved step. Because here's the beautiful thing about it, is your Christian journey doesn't come to an end once you're saved and now you're walking on your journey because now you get to help somebody else take the step of salvation. How beautiful is that? You get to help somebody else take their next step. That's the incredible thing about our step process here at Cities. When you've taken a step, it doesn't mean ticket off the list, it's done. It means now you can help somebody else take their next step. Uh, that's absolutely beautiful. And so find and carry and bring the hope of Jesus Christ. And obviously, uh, when we talk about, we're passionate about helping people, I wanted to highlight this. We're passionate about helping every person 
find and carry and bring the hope of Jesus. And so that is from the youngest child out at City Kids right now to the preteens who are meeting upstairs right now. We're passionate about helping the next generation and City Youth find and carry and bring the hope of Jesus Christ. We're passionate about every adult, every man, every woman. We are passionate about helping everyone find carry and bring the hope of Jesus Christ. And when we speak of the hope of Jesus Christ, we mean Jesus himself. Amen. Uh, we're not speaking about some or other flimsy hope, and we spent two years really debunking that it's not optimism, it's not wishful thinking, and hope is a person, yes, and it's Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Is that good? Does that give you a little, a, a little a reminder uh, just into what we mean when we talk about this vision? I want it to be fresh. I want us to not forget it. That's the vision of our church. Now, there's a, another word in this vision statement, and that's what kind of links us into why do we do this? Why do we then ask, if we've got the vision, why do we need to ask God every year for like a, a sense of direction for the year? And I think it comes to this word helping people, passionate about helping people. And so that's crew. I love them. If you, if you hear noise, it's crew coming from up there. Uh, by the way, crew was sold out this week. Do you know that? How incredible is that? Give yourselves a round of applause. Crew was sold out this week. That means you're bringing your kids here. And Nikita tells me that uh, there's more consistency this year than ever before at City Kids. Kids come in week in and week out. And so really, well done. Uh, that's, that's what we're about. We want to see you here every week. We're going to continue growing. Anyway, getting ahead of myself. Helping people. And so that's the question. How do we help people do this? You might be sitting and you say, well, yes, I am passionate about seeing somebody take the salvation step. Um, but how do we help you help people? And I think that's where this comes in. That's where we start asking God about, well, can you give us a little bit of a sense of, of direction? As a church, corporately a City Hope Church, the way that we help people find, carry, and bring the hope of Jesus Christ is we've got our own simple model of church in which we do that, okay? So a number of years ago, uh, how many of you know, if you've been in church long enough, church life can get uh, complicated and complex very quickly? Uh, there's just a lot that can go on. And so we were saying, how do we just simplify things? How do we come up with a simple model of uh, church just to help us uh, build together? Um, and, and what we came up with, I'm sure most of you know it, is that we operate in three environments, and as I've spoken about, help people take five steps. Okay, so we operate in three environments as a church. In other words, the way that we help you find, carry, bring the hope of Jesus is through this simple model of church. And the three environments that we operate in as a church are, uh, let's say them together, number one, gatherings, number two, groups, and number three, initiatives. Okay, those are our three environments. That is what we do as a church. And so we're sitting in a gathering right now. This is what we mean by gathering or city kids. They're in a gathering right now. City women uh, has gatherings. Those are the bigger times of being together, worshiping together, learning from God's word together in gatherings. In groups, uh, it's a smaller environment, it's your tribe, it's who you do life with, you meet on a regular basis, and that's the second environment, our smaller groups. And then the last one is our initiatives. And that's where we really uh, take time to build into your life and put tools in your hand uh, to say, how can we best equip you in a variety of aspects of life? 
And so that is how we corporately as a church help people with this vision, okay? With the context of our three environments, helping people take a series of their next steps. But the question then started coming to us as we prayed into this and we sought God into, into this year is gatherings are amazing and groups are amazing. These times of, you know, last week we spoke about don't forsake the meeting together. Don't forsake togetherness. And so being together here on a Sunday, being together with your small group, these are awesome moments of togetherness where we can do things like with one voice like this, worship God this morning. How awesome was that this morning, just worshiping God together like this, learning from the Word together. Uh, it's opportunities where we get to encourage one another in just a great big a context like this, opportunities to pray for one another. These are all incredible moments that happen within a context uh, like a gathering or a city group. But the truth of the matter, what really started coming to us, is that our lives, your life, think about your life right now, is primarily consumed by more than the one or two hours that you spend here with us at church or within your city group. Yes? 90% of your life is outside of this. And every single one of you has a Monday to a Saturday and a life that God has given you. And so this started speaking to us and we started sensing God moving. Now I want you to tune in. If you're, if you're drifting, tune in because now we get into it. We get into what is God saying for this year uh, in 2022 to us as a church. And the truth of the matter, what God has been saying to us in 2022 is that what COVID has taught us, part of what COVID has taught us, is that anything can change. Uh, in, in fact, for all we know, you know, tomorrow we could wake up and we couldn't have this building possibly. Or, you know, the, the things that we thought were for sure and solid may not be there uh, next week. And so you need to start thinking about uh, if we're called to be the church, there's other ways to be the church than in the building on a Sunday. And now I want to say I'm not throwing the baby out with the bath water, okay? This is super important. Gathering together, extremely important. I'm 100% committed to it, more so than ever before, and God is building His church. So I'm not throwing that out. We're continuing to build. We need people to serve. We need volunteers on our teams. We need to build and continue to move forward. But outside of that... God has given every single person sitting in this room this morning, God's given every single person watching online this morning a unique space and a unique place and unique relationships. Everybody say spaces, places, relationships. I'm hoping some light bulbs are starting to go off in your heads as I'm speaking about this. Uh, 150 or so sitting here this morning. There are unique spaces that God has put you that he hasn't put the person sitting next to you. There are unique places that God has put you, but he hasn't put the person to your left. There are unique relationships that God has given you as a gift that he hasn't given to the person next to you. And so every single person, God has given a space and a place. Uh, let's change that. He's given spaces and places and relationships. And what is it that we need to do? 
with spaces and places and relationships that God gives us uniquely is we have a responsibility to manage those spaces, places, and relationships. We have a responsibility to take care of the spaces and relationships and places that God has put in your life. You have been given responsibility to take leadership with what God has put in your hand. Can I get an amen for that this morning? Because he's given it to you in order to help people find and carry and bring the hope of Jesus Christ in your world. And I'm looking around this room this morning, and I think I'm starting to see the penny drop. I think I'm seeing light bulbs starting to come on. In other words, another way of saying this is to change our mindset from coming to church to being the church. Amen. That is what God is stirring us towards in 2022. And as I look around and I see uh, who's sitting here this morning in the room, and I'm thinking about where you might find yourself, what spaces and what places and what relationships God has given you. Even just in this room and in our church at large, the number of people that God has put in education. Okay, so uh, education is a space. In case you're wondering, is there a difference between a place and a space? <laughs> Education is a, is a space. A place is maybe where you live. Maybe you live in Eagle Canyon, and that's a, a place, a physical place, where God has put you to help people. But he also gives you spaces. And so I'm looking around. The, you know, there's, there's so many people who, who, who God has gifted the space of education. And so can you imagine, once we start getting this, and you're an educator, or you're a professor, or you're a teacher, or whatever you are in the education space, and you start getting that, hey, where God has put me is not for me to hate, not for me to dread, not for me to wish that the week would be over so that I can just start all over again the next week. No, God has put you there for a reason, to be the church Monday through Saturday. Can you imagine the change that can happen to a city when people start getting this in their individual lives? How awesome that can be. I want to take you quickly to uh, right in the beginning of the Bible, uh, in the book of Genesis, uh, uh, a man by the name of Adam. Has anybody ever heard of Adam? <laughs> he's, he's famous for many things. Uh, Adam, in the book of Genesis chapter 2, I'm just going to read this to you. Uh, verse 15, it says, The Lord God took Adam and put him in the Garden of Eden. Do you see that? God put him in a place or a space. God put him there, and then it tells you why. To work it and to take care of it. Everyone say work it. Work shouldn't be a four-letter word. Work shouldn't be something we hate. It's something God created. That's a whole sermon for another day. God put Adam in the Garden of Eden. He put him there. He gave him a place. He gave him a space. And then he gave him that space, and he told him to work it and to take care of it. And then a little bit later, verse 18, God said, It's not good for man to be alone, and so I will make a helper suitable for him. What is happening over there? God has now given Adam a relationship. Spaces, places, and relationships. And so in the same way, you see, God gave Adam his Eden. 
and he gave him work to do in his Eden, and he gave him relationship in his Eden. And Adam's responsibility was to take care of Eden. It was to look after it, to take leadership of it. And in the same way that God gave Adam his Eden, I want you to hear this this morning, God has given every single one of us our own Eden. A space a place and relationships, and we have a responsibility within that Eden that God gives us to take care of it, to manage it well, to take leadership of it. In other words, that we would be the church in the spaces and places and relationships that He has given to us. And now what happened over here to Adam, if we continue in the story, I'm sure we all know it, is that the moment that Adam took his eye off the ball and looked at something that God hadn't given him. Okay, so God gave him his Eden and what to do in relationship within his Eden. But sometimes when God gives us our Eden, when he gives us our space, place, relationship, he also gives us something that's not part of it. And so there was the tree in the garden, and that was not part of Adam's Eden. Amen? God said not to touch that. And what did Adam do is the moment that Adam took his eye off the ball, he took his eye off what God had given him and wanted something that God, what, what God had not given him, it allowed an opportunity for the enemy, the serpent, to come in and to bring chaos to Eden. And that is exactly what can happen to us, is when we start wishing for somebody else's Eden, and we take our eye off what God has given us, it allows opportunity. It creates an opportunity for Satan to come in and destroy what God has given for you to do. Can I, are you with me this morning? And so I want to say this morning that you need to stop wishing for somebody else's spaces. You need to stop wishing for somebody else's places. You, some of you this morning need to stop wishing for someone else's relationships. Am I allowed to say that this morning? God has given you your unique spaces and your unique places. And listen to me this morning. He's given you in your life unique relationships. And you have a responsibility. Now, maybe you're sitting there this morning and you're feeling a little bit awkward about this. You're feeling I'm maybe getting a little bit close to home. But the relationships that God has given you, you have a responsibility to take care of. You have a responsibility to take leadership of and to look after well, because that is what God has put in your hand to do. I hope you can sense this morning the excitement that I have for this and that we have for this as elders of, of city. I hope you're feeling excited about this too. Are you feeling a sense of excitement about this this morning? Yeah? <laughs> so... Looking after, managing, taking leadership of. I hope you're starting just to think through your own life. Wherever you are, maybe you're a student still, you're in school. St students, what grade are you guys in? 11. School's not a place to hate. I want you to hear that this morning. School's not a place to hate or to dread or to wish that you could just get out of grade 12. God's put you where he's put you. And God will take you where he takes you, and where he takes you, that's where you need to take leadership of. And so there's another word for all of this. And now I'm getting to, finally I'm getting to it, all right? There's another word uh, for the prophetic theme, the direction that God is taking us in, and this was just building a map towards that. And that word and our theme for 2022 is cultivate 
in 2022. There it is over there. What do you think of that? Cultivate spaces, places, relationships, your life designed by God to carry hope. Can I get an amen for that this morning? Awesome. I'm really excited about it. I mean, yeah, go for it. <laughs> and by the way, these, so first of all, um, the set behind me over here, all completely designed and bought by Liesl here and our staff in the front row. Can we give it up for Liesl? Uh, and our designer, Holly, uh, came up with this graphic. Um, would we, can we just put that graphic on again? Sorry, production. Um, I've, got, I've got a whole bunch of these images. Uh, these are all images from Joburg. I've actually got the Discovery building. I've got the Ernst & Young building as well. Uh, Quentin, you and the, he was at, the, are you here? Yes. Yeah. Places that you will find yourself in. I've, you know, there's a bunch of these. That's actually the original maternity hospital in Joburg over there. And what I want these images to represent, and you're going to start seeing them all over the place, is that this life can start coming out of the spaces and places that God's put you. As you commit to being a hope bringer, as you commit to helping people find, carry, and bring the hope of Jesus, even as we said last year, reflecting the hope of heaven in your spaces and places, I really do believe that this life can start coming out of those places, those spaces, and those relationships as you prioritize Jesus first in them. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, if you are sitting here this morning, and uh, I've gone a bit over, so I'm going to ask you to help me in welcoming up two of our elders, Dean and Malcolm. Won't you welcome them as they join me on stage? And uh, Dean and Melk, these are two of our elders who are uh, what we would call marketplace elders. In other words, they don't work for the church. They, they uh, have other jobs, although somebody asked Malcolm the other day how he's enjoying being on staff here at City. And Malcolm's not on staff at City. He's just here all the time. Uh, we might need to build a bed for you or something, or at least an office. Yeah, an office would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Um, but they both are marketplace elders, and uh, we're part of the conversation when we, when we got into this last year of, of saying, God, lead us into the new year. Um, and so I wanted to just like, ask you guys, when this came up and God started leading us towards this idea of cultivate, what was stirring within you as you started hearing this? Uh, whoever, yeah, Mark, go first. Um, thanks, I, so I think for me, immediately what it stirred is uh, this word deliberate came up, um, is that God was saying, I want you to be deliberate in everything you do and in all the spaces that you occupy. And if I just think through what we've been looking at in Acts in the last few weeks um, already, is I thought of the fact that the early church was birthed and didn't add 3,000 people incidentally or accidentally. We don't stumble into obedience with God. It, it just doesn't happen that way. We have to be deliberate in using what He's put um, in our hands. And if you think about um, you know, maybe uh, planting a garden and uh, like I said at the 8, I, I really actually don't like gardening. I cut the grass. And uh, I love being in the garden, and my wife is a great gardener, but I just cut the grass. Um, but you plant a garden for two reasons, either to uh, see it grow or to have a harvest. And so immediately when I heard this, I thought about that. I thought about, hey, but I want to be able to grow, and I want to see the people in my spaces and places, all of that. I want to see them grow, and we want to see a harvest. Um, so God was saying, uh, you know, I've prepared the harvest. Now it is your um, responsibility to be deliberate in being obedient and engaging so that we're able to, to bring in that harvest. I was just really, really excited. Amazing. That's great. 
And Dean, this is something you're super passionate about. I know what, what stirred in you as we... I am, I am, Sai. Yeah. So the first thing that uh, kind of struck me is what an opportunity it is for our church, City Hope, but also for the church across the world. You know, I think this is not just a word for us. It's a word for everyone. There's not a person sitting here today who hasn't gone through some form of hardship, loss, disappointment, discouragement, isolation, and we could go on and on, okay? And so the world is talking about a global reset. I think there's an opportunity for us to talk about a gospel reset. And I just want to tap into something that Dekelo said here this morning, you know, because we can get very rah-rah. These things that we're saying here this morning are true, and God is like that. But the reality is that there are people sitting here who don't have work, who don't know, you know, what their thing is, what they sort of, what they should be putting their hand to, uh, to bring God's, you know, to glorify God and to bless others. And so I just thought I'd take a moment this morning to, to ask God to breathe some life into some of those places. And so Father, this morning we want to acknowledge as much as we are excited about this word of cultivate, we want to recognize, Lord, that there are people who are feeling forgotten, who feel like their prayers are bouncing against the ceiling, and who feel like they don't know, literally know what the next step is. And so, Father, I pray that as we even speak about these things this morning, that you would breathe life uh, into these situations. And that we would see and hear testimonies of people who you have spoken to about the very thing that you want them to do. And as they do those things, that the glory would be brought to your name and blessing would be brought to people around them. In Jesus' name. Um, and then, Sarah, just this, the second thing is, is that excites me is this is the task that God has always called people to. You know, you talk about Adam and Eve and what God asked them to do, and it was to bring dominion. It was to take dominion. Even before the fall, God was saying, I'll give you the birds of the air. I'll give you the fish in the sea. I'll give you the heavens and the earth and everything in it. Now, go and make something of this world. Now, when I use the word dominion, you probably, there are probably a few people who think like, no, that sounds terrible. That sounds like shell, you know. They come in to frack the Eastern Cape and they come in to make profits and, and um, exploit people and all that sort of thing. That is not what God is talking about. I discovered this little Hebrew word which James helped me with this morning. I called it radar in the morning. He said, I think it's radar. <laughs> so it's radar, okay. And radar is about tending to this broken, chaotic, unformed, wild world, and then using our talents and skills and care and creativity, like you see behind me here, to glorify God and to bless others. It's not selfish. It's not self-serving. It's other-serving. So you can make cappuccinos like people do here to the glory of God. Verdi tried to steal my Seattle coffee this morning, so I know she believes that coffee is God-given and you can use it well. Um, whether you're a physiotherapist like my good wife is, whether you're a CFO like Brett is or Quinton or whoever, we can all use our talents and the things that we do to bring glory to God and to bless others. And so I hope that we can uh, engage in that this year. Absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, Malk, just give us just quickly uh, an either a space, place, or relationship within your own life that you think I can practically commit to saying this I want to cultivate in 2022. Yeah, sure. So um, actually, I've got two in mind. Uh, the first one is just my, my workplace. Now, I, I work in an office. I'm actually in a startup company. So there's a couple of new um, guys. And traditionally, um, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. So I would eat lunch at my desk. Um, I'd always be, you know, like one hand on the keyboard or the mouse and the other hand holding a sandwich. 
uh, yeah, trying to multitask and be productive. Um, but God just sort of said to me, uh, in, in thinking through all of these things, um, you're missing out on the opportunity to have a relationship with some of the people that are in the room with you. Um, so now I've started to, when they take lunch, like I just go and I sit next to them and we chat. The other day they were speaking about um, sort of financial well-being and uh, especially about uh, seeing other people having financial success and kind of wondering, uh, when's going to be my time? When will my moment come when God blesses me with, uh, with financial um, you know, success or favor? And I was just able in the moment to share a story about what I'd learned in, in reading Job, which is about the opposite. It's when God takes away your financial success. But what was great is that I could just share that um, God had taught me or is teaching me that it's not just about that. It's actually about being in a right relationship with Him. That's actually what counts. That's the real success, if I could use that, that term loosely. So I was just able to share something that was, that was real. It was in my heart and it was in my life. So I want to keep doing that. And in this new startup coming, I want to keep encouraging those guys, um, you know, maybe inviting them to, um, to church or to speaking into their lives. Um, but then the second space, which kind of helps me do that, is closer to home. So just in my friendship groups or um, family, when we have, have a braai, we often use that time. I think all of us do this. We use that time to process. We process work. We process finances. We process relationships. Um, so we share with one another. But sometimes that's where it stops. So we talk and we listen. But we don't take the next step of saying, okay, but let me actually bring God into this processing. Let me ask, Lord, what, do you, what would you want me to do here? Or if he gives me a word of encouragement to actually share with, with someone right there in the moment, hey, but, you know, this is maybe point them to something in the word or even just praying for them. Um, and I've started doing that. So when someone leaves my house for a briar, I would actually love them to feel loved and encouraged in the Lord um, rather than just feeling like they've processed and vented. Uh, so for me, that's something that if I do that, it will also... Um, sort of cultivate yep. the ability to do that well so that when it's in a space which is a little bit less familiar, a little bit more uh, difficult, yeah. um, then I feel comfortable yeah. in being able yeah. to do that. Yeah, very, very good. That's helpful. Uh, Dean, uh, believe it or not, can find hope even within the um, dead animal industry. <laughs> so tell us what you do and then how this can... We're right. in the pet services industry, oh, yeah. okay? Um, so my outside of these walls time is taken up by marriage, parenting, and work. Yeah. Um, now, what Sai is trying to get me to tell you is that one of our businesses is a pet crematorium. So 26 years ago, sure. a 24-year-old, a 23-year-old, and a 22-year-old started a pet crematorium. In those days, it was all about fulfilling a need and making money. Sure. And, but God has fortunately, by His grace, changed us. And so... A lot of what our work chats are about these days at leadership level is about cultivating culture. Mm. And culture doesn't just happen. Yeah. And culture starts with purpose. So I've been reading a book by Simon Sinek. He's not a Christian, but he's written some pretty amazing books. And in this book, The Infinite Game, he talks about a just cause. So you've spoken about City Hope's just cause this morning, to help people find, find carry. carry, and bring Jesus Christ, Okay. And I want to suggest to you this morning, church, that we have the ultimate just cause at work. We have the ultimate just cause in marriage. We have the ultimate just cause in parenting. Let us not drift through any of these things. Because God wants to do 
amazing things that bring glory to his name and bless others through marriages and parenting and work. Yep. Okay? So Simon Sinek says this about a just cause. He says it is a specific vision of a future state that does not yet exist, a future so appealing that people are willing to make personal sacrifices in order to help advance towards that vision. And so think about it in the context of our work. How do we bring the resurrection life of Jesus into our internal work environments, into our external environments with customers, and in our case with pet owners who are grieving? And so it's a massive opportunity to actually bring the, the, the hope and the love and the resurrection of Jesus into their life. Yeah. And then the other thing is the how. So I'm a guy. I don't, I, I'm, I'm into function. The thing that I've realized is God is not just a God of function. He's a God of beauty, right. awe, and wonder. And so it's not just about doing the stuff. You know, you think about the stars in the sky. You look up at the stars, and to me, like, it's, I, can, I can see what function the sun fulfills. But the stars, not so much. And yet there they are in their dazzling beauty. Yeah. And as we look up at them, we, all we see is the, the splendor and the wonder and the awe of God, you know. And it gets us thinking and it inspires and it, and it um, yeah, kind of inspires human dream, beings to dream about what could be. So if you ask me to put a ceiling into this place, I'd go and buy a board. I'd get someone who can do it because I can't. I'd try and spend as little money as possible in doing it, okay. And I'd put in something that's fairly bland, okay. But if we go and look at some of the cathedrals and the ancient buildings in Europe, for example, or in the Middle East, you see this, these things on the ceilings where people don't even go to yeah. that have taken time, effort, money, yeah. creativity, yeah. just so that people can look at it and get something of the, the wonder of God. Right. We need to bring that stuff into our jobs and into our workplaces. Um, and so I think about things like the Eiffel Tower. I've often wondered, like, what is the point of building a thing like that, as beautiful as it is? Yeah. But these things help us to dream. These things help us to see God and to help us to, to, you know, when we understand why we're doing it, then the how becomes important. And so we want to bring beauty and creativity, awe and wonder into our work. That's absolutely awesome. Can we thank them so much, Dean and Malcolm? Thank you, guys. I think that's so useful, just giving us some insight into how that could look in your life and my life. Uh, I forgot to mention this at the eight, but I do want to say, uh, you know, this property, City Green, this is a space that God has given every single one of us. It's a, it's a space and a place that God has given every single one of us. And I don't know, but I'm just sensing that, that this is the, I don't want to say too much. I'm sensing God's moving us forward in this property. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing God's God's got our next step for us here at City Green, and it's every single one of our space, it's every single one of our place that He's given us. And so uh, let's be dreaming about what the next step here at City Green could look like, and if you would pray into it with us, if God maybe gives you some words into the future of our property here at this uh, City Green, we'd love to hear that, and we'd love to pray uh, into that as we move forward into what the next chapter for this space and this place could look like. Amen. Awesome. Well, I'm going to ask the band to join me on stage right now. Uh, and as they do, just to let you know, a little fun thing is, uh, guys, if you could just put on the screen behind me, uh, if you take out your phones and just uh, before you leave today, just grab a picture of being here with your friends or, or whatever it is that you want to grab a picture of. Uh, and then if you, if you post it on your social media, there you choose your picture, you're going to be able to go to your stickers and you're going to be able to choose, uh, you just type in there, at City Hope Church, and you'll actually find that there's uh, three stickers that you're able to use and put on your uh, on your stories on social media, there it comes. 
uh, that's got the Cultivate theme. And it's a way of just keeping it in your own minds. It's a way of putting it out there for those uh, that you have on your social media. There's uh, the Cultivate logo, and there's a couple of others that you'll be able to uh, just apply. Uh, there they are. There's the church logo as well. Uh, and then post that, uh, put it out there. It will be a great talking point for people who, who may see that. Uh, but we'd love for you to do that. Don't forget to tag uh, at City Hope Church as well on your stories as you do that. We'd love to share those as they come out. Uh, the other thing that you can do if you'd like, uh, I would be happy to, is uh, if you send in a WhatsApp, WhatsApp us your profile pic, on in, uh, either if it's Instagram or Facebook or your WhatsApp pic, uh, to that number over there. Uh, you, yeah, if you want to grab a, a photo of that number over there, just send us your profile pic and we'll send you a profile pic back with the Cultivate frame uh, that you can put up. And once again, uh, people may ask what that is and you can talk into uh, what we've been talking about here today. Does that sound good? All right. Well, I'm super excited. Uh, we are going to stand together right now. Uh, we're going to sing a song together of celebration and then we get to baptize a bunch of these guys to my left. So let's worship. Let's worship.